Do it. Uh, that's the only question I would have because I, I would I not, Ray. I mean, I know you love Olive Garden. I hate it. I think it's terrible. And you love the Olive Garden, and it's your favorite place in the world. So no, I'm I, imagining you would love to do it. You, what are you talking about? You said you can't get you, when you're there. Your family. That's what you said. That was what you said. That's what you said. I said I hate the Olive Garden. It's the worst place ever. And you said, but Ray, when I'm there, I'm family. Oh, I just heard you say when I'm there, I'm family. So you love it. Okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> You love the Olive Garden. The Olive Garden What's is... your favorite thing to get there? You said you like how they dress the salad perfectly. You know what my favorite thing to get there? Out. Get mm. out. That's what I like to do you there. You know what I actually do really like there is the, the Zupa Toscana, which is like a potato soup. It's like a creamy potato soup. It's, it's really good. Anything else is you like... You can't use the words really good and Olive Garden in the same sentence I together. I can't, but that's soup. That soup's Gross. delicious. They give you unlimited breadsticks to just because your meal's going to be terrible. At least I don't you'll be love full. the breadsticks. They're, breadsticks are okay. I, I, I like them a little crunchier. And they those. make the salad super acidic, super vinegary to burn all your taste buds away. So that way you won't realize how terrible the rest of your meal's going to be. Are you drinking? <clears throat> nope. So Brent was nice enough to get us both Modelo's. Because Ray won a bet, ladies and gentlemen. An off-air bet he's not allowed to talk about. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. It was a lame. It was a whatever bet. It was. We were doing fantasy, and I bet him that his team it would probably win the game, but probably not win within the third quarter. And you were two points down at the I end was. of the third quarter. Two points. And so here's a Cerveza Modelo Especial. It's not a 40, though. We did bet a 40. What is this? Yeah, but I bought you a better beer, so you don't need as much of a better a beer. 32 ounce? It's like a 24. 24 ounce. Yeah. Okay, there we go. But you're, not, you're, you're getting away from the point. Would you do the $100 Olive Garden all-you-could-eat? Because that would mean you'd have to keep eating at Olive Garden. I don't have a problem with Olive Garden like you do. I think it's okay. Uh, But I don't live close to an Olive Garden. That's my problem. I don't think I would take advantage of it enough. I don't live close to an Olive Garden the same way I try not to live close to a nuclear power plant. (laughs) Because if something wrong happens right there, just for miles around, devastation. Uh, Ray, I love to live next to nuclear power plants because then I have clean energy. Pure energy. You all right over there? Pure energy. You're growing antlers. What's happening over there? Pure energy. I feel like I'm in the 80s. Pure energy. Pure energy. Pure energy. I want to know what you're thinking. So wait a minute, but here's the deal. Pure energy. If you lived close to an olive garden, would you... Stop it. Would you you actually... Would would that be a good value for you? It would be because you know what? I would go in uh, being very tired and then I would come out with... Pure energy. <laughs> oh, my gracious. I, here's the deal. I would not. There's something that um, David Knoll, the producer of this beautiful show, loves to mention over and over again, and that's that. <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed when you said David Knoll because he, he had one of the un, most unlikely fantasy football of all time last night. We'll get night. there. We'll get to talk about fantasy, our fan, the Raisin Brent Fantasy League. But first off, sorry, David. The quote is Olive Garden. Where Italian food goes to die. And that's 100% how I feel about it as well. If I lived by one, I would, Ray. How could you? I used to get the trio of Italy there, and every single time the, the chicken parmigiana was basically just dethawed badly, and the cream sauce was always broken. It was a broken cream sauce, so you could see the oil every and the cream single was time. Congealing. So it sounds like you've eaten there a lot, Ray. Yeah, when I was younger and didn't know any better. When I didn't have a full appreciation that you could go to Olive Garden or you could go to a place where the Italian food is good. You could go to a freaking Macaroni Grill or Buca no, de Beppo. No, I do not like Macaroni Grill. There are many. How do you, wait a minute. You, you love Olive Garden, but you hate Macaroni Grill. I don't love it, but I like it better you than You love macaroni it as your grill. favorite place. You would, if Tom Colicchio was here right now, he'd be like, no thanks, Tom. I'm going to go to Olive Garden instead of where you cook. Uh, no thanks. My favorite Italian place in L.A. is uh, Casa Bianca, and they should sponsor our show and give me free food. Casa Bianca, where's that? In Eagle Rock. That's the. Uh, did you not go to Casa Bianca for my birthday one uh, time? We did, actually, now that you mentioned. I've been yeah. there a couple of times. They're okay. They're all it right depends there. on what you get. Yeah. Um, the pizza, I think, is great. Pasta, they don't have as many pasta choices. You wouldn't do Capri again? <laughs> no. No? That's my favorite place at Eagle Rock. Capri, where we were on Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. 
We went all around in circles right there, talking about the great foods of Los Angeles and Olive Garden. You can't go all around in circles when you're talking about Olive Garden ravioli. Because it goes all the way around in circles? That's right. That's barely the thought as well. Kidding me right now? It's like eating paste. Because I eat a lot of paste. Uh, You also used to love that when you were a kid, eating paste. (laughs) Yikes! Hey, everybody. (laughs) But you are, in fact, listening to the next installment of your favorite sports podcast, Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we got lots of stuff we're going to talk about. We're all fired up because Brent's getting us drunk on this Modelo. You've almost you've almost drank your entire one already. It's delicious and it's scorching hot, dude. It is. Here's the deal: if those of you that don't live in Los Angeles cannot appreciate, it's over a hundred degrees right now, and it's Los Angeles, which means people are melting. I will say that in Los Angeles, uh, a lot of people learned a new word in the last week that they didn't know before, and you would have known it. You lived in the South, and that word is oppressive. It is oppressively hot here. It is not wanting to leave. I almost didn't come out today. I almost did not come out to record the Raisin Brent podcast because I was just like, it's just too hot. You know what the one thing I had to do is? The one thing that this heat made me like want to do? Take a shower? Well, I did that, and then I was sweating and smelly again 10 seconds later. Mm-hmm. I played a little. I went back and played one of my favorite video games. Pango. It was so hot. Pango. Pango. From the 80s. <laughs> no, I did That's not That's when you're a penguin Pango. and you, and you arrange uh, <laughs> ice blocks. So you don't get trapped in the ice blocks. Pango. That's that's what I'm guessing you played. I have played Pango before. No, I went the reverse. I went with a game that, because it was so hot, I wanted to play a game that made me feel like how hot it was. Mm. Fallout New Vegas. Running around the desert in post-apocalyptic Las Vegas and general area. It felt right. Here's the deal. It felt right, ladies and gentlemen. I already, I just owned that game. I owned it, so I don't need to ever play it again. Oh, I owned it. How, what do you mean by you owned it? I mean, I have every achievement. Yeah, I do as well. Okay. Well, I don't I don't feel the need to go back and revisit things I already own. Folks, it's that good. <laughs> I would go it back and play it that all good. the time. It is almost that good. I want a Fallout 4, and I just haven't been getting it. Like, I want one. There's no announcement. I just, like, I got to go back and play some New Vegas. It's hot as balls. Guys, t- take my advice. If you've played Fallout New Vegas, it's an amazing game. If you haven't, you should play it. But if you already played it and you already got all the achievements... Pick still, up, pick up Pango. Still good. Pango <laughs> or go get Pango. <laughs> Gracious, we have a lot of sports topics we're going to talk about. I mean, this Adrian Peterson situation is just—is he going to be deactivated? Is he going to come back? Mm-hmm. The Vikings know they cannot win without him. So, despite the fact that we have a misty-eyed, teary uh, owner of the Vikings saying we have a zero tolerance policy, just this morning they announced he's coming back again. So apparently, zero tolerance means. Some tolerance means we don't want to be one and two. We don't like losing football games. Oh, hey. And we're going to be talking all about that. We got our whole NFL roundup of week two. It's very exciting. A great Monday night game. We talk just some fantasy him. football. We got to talk about our fantasy league. Um, does not look like we have Riley Smith here, which is sad because he won a game. So clearly got that Raisin Brent. Uh, got That's that, right. Got that said, if you come on the show, you win. You win. You and I have been on the show We've Every been week. on the show two weeks now uh, that, that we've been doing this That's league. Right. What's our record? 4-0. 4-0 combined. Riley was not on the show two weeks ago and? Lost. And he was on the show last week and? Won. Benny Arthur was on the show two weeks ago and? Won. Was not on the show last week and? Lost. Thank you. To me. So we couldn't have Thank him on you. the show because then we got to do tie. I can't help looking forward. Can't help but look forward to week four. Eh? I, like I mean, it. I've got a big game this week. You know what we're going to? Week gonna... four. Week four. Ray versus Brent. That's not this week, though. Week four. Wait, which one of us is not going to be on the show? <laughs> Are you going to record one without me? <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! We'll have two separate podcasts. We'll have a Ray podcast and a Brent podcast. <laughs> Gracious. But we have all that to talk about, and also probably a little bit of baseball, and going beyond after three seconds of... Blind Melon. I just want... Week two of the NFL season. How, how'd you feel about it, Mr. Brent? There were a lot of good games. There were some weird games. There's a lot of weird scores out there, huh? Yeah. We're going to run down a, a few of them A lot of bad here. refereeing, too. Well, don't we say that every week? Well, it's true every week. Well, why is it every single time refereeing is bad? It always seems like it helps the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> how crazy is that? Especially at Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. But I don't want to rant too hard about Green Bay just yet. We'll get there in just a little bit. But how'd your team do, Brent? The Kansas City Chiefs. KC got jobbed by the refs a couple times. Uh, almost won the game. Didn't win the game. Okay. There you go. Uh, my Lions did not get jobbed by the refs. 
just plain got beat by a better team on the road against the two-seed 12-4 and four Carolina Panthers. That is not the song you were singing before the game. You said that they were not that good of a defense. Now, I, so They were a good defense. I didn't look, think they could get deal. it done on no, offense. Oh, here's the deal. Uh, yes. So, so Greg Hardy must have got a bunch of sacks. I mean, he must have been creating havoc if you, know he, what? If you guys couldn't do anything. I give the Panthers some level of credit. Greg Hardy did not play in that game. Wait, how did you lose then? Uh, well, we have a rookie kicker who missed two field goals, both very makeable oh, distance. You must have lost. You must have been within six points then. We were not. Oh, well, that's weird. Uh, what ended up happening was our defense played out of their minds for the first about three quarters, and then when it came time at the end, did not have any gas left in the tank, and the offense wasn't helping them out at all. The Detroit Lions are a team that should be putting up at least. 27 30 points against a team like Carolina even mm-hmm. even on the road but they well, put up 7 and we lost. If you ran out of gas and you knew it was a long journey, I blame the manager, Brad Ausmus. Thank you. Uh that's the Tigers manager, sir. I think I still think you should blame him. You know what? Still Brett's fault. <laughs> you know I blame Ned Yost. Oh, you should I blame him for everything. I blame Ned Yost and Brad Ausmus as a tandem. Here's well, everything. Ned Yost the, had the Brewers in first place, right? And he got fired with 10 games left in the season. That's how bad Ned Yost is. He yikes! He yikes! We're getting two off the tracks right now. But yeah, the Lions got their butts kicked. I mean, uh, they actually played really, really well, I thought. Played well enough to win that game. And when it came uh, nickels to donuts, it just did not happen. I'm sure you feel the same way about your uh, Chiefs game. It seems like they had a chance right there at the end. They had a chance. I mean, but they, I, I get so tired of these like referees just making themselves part of the game. And just making big plays that are just like they see things that they didn't see. I don't get how you see. How do you see something you didn't see? Well, the human brain is very complicated, Brent. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, you ever have that thing that happens where you swear to God, like uh, an actor was in a certain movie? Like, no, I swear to God, Liam Neeson had an, a small part in Ghostbusters. And you think that for like 30 years because well, nobody's ever done it until you say that out loud at a party right. and somebody's like, dude, Liam Neeson wasn't in Ghostbusters. And so you IMDB it. And you go, holy poop. He wasn't. I guess what I I'm saying. I thought that for 30 you years. Know, you, you were just talking about how Green Bay, it seems like every time there's a, ba- a bad call, it goes in their favor. Well, it seems like, too, anytime you play at Denver, like crazy there was a couple of just like things crazy happen. things happen. Like there was a play where Denver... You know, they called offsides on the Chiefs, even though they didn't run offsides until like three seconds after the two-minute warning. Well, clearly, though, they probably lined up in the neutral zone. Yeah. I mean, we all looked at the picture, right, Ray, right? I mean, we may nobody's, have done that, yes. Nobody's even close to the neutral zone, and then that led to a Denver touchdown. And then how much did they win by? A touchdown. Yeah, but... And here's the other deal. There's another play where, like, normally they say, okay, if it's a close play, you let it run, and we and we will fix it, see what happens. Fix it well, in post. Denver... Uh, you know, guy caught the ball, fumbled it. Chiefs ran it back for touchdown. Oh, we we blew it dead. Oh, and uh, uh, we're gonna say it's incomplete too, so you have to challenge it. And then it's too close to. Oh, sorry. Oh, was it too close to overturn? Sorry. The worst to me is uh, the case of the uh, Cleveland New Orleans game, where Cleveland. I mean, let's face it, probably uh. deserved to win that game because of the way that uh, the New Orleans Saints defense shut down on the final drive. Yeah, but. But, very, very importantly, I, I swear to God that dude for Cleveland was sliding out of bounds, and by the time he actually had possession of the ball, his elbow and shoulder were very clearly like over the line, touching out of bounds when he actually brought it in. But it was under two minutes to go, and they didn't review it. Yeah, and There the, was no review, and you cannot challenge at that stage no review, of the game. And then there was a thing they reviewed with eight seconds left, which conveniently saved a timeout for Cleveland. Just in case something was going to happen. Yeah, Cleveland all of a sudden, well, we better review this thing that was a very clear catch and, and tackle. It's it gets it gets sketchy, and I don't even want to pretend like uh, I don't want to say what what are the words I'm looking for? I don't want to say that anything shady is going on, as in like uh, no. oh well, certain you know they're just not very good, and they and they and they're I don't think they mean to suck this bad, but oh. if the Green Bay Packers are on the field for some reason, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, when I don't, Peyton Manning's doing a drive, you give him the benefit of the doubt. Guys, I don't really get you, why that happens. You're paid to referee the games. And 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 base it on what happens, not based on like, oh well, we're playing at Green Bay, so I guess we're playing at Denver, so I guess that's what happened. Boy, a lot of people sitting in the stadium will sure be happy if it ends up going this way. Oh, I'll just go ahead and I'll call it that way, yeah. even if it's not the actual rules of football. Even if it's not that. In the case of Green Bay, I may as well go there. Green Bay versus the Jets. The Jets go off to a twenty-one to three head start choke the entire thing away with a defense that I just plain thought would be better with Rex Ryan manning the helm, to be straight with you. But Green Bay, give them credit. They were gutty. They came back all the way. But then the Jets come and tie it 
What are the rules about people calling timeouts on the uh, sidelines? Uh, only the head coach is allowed to call timeouts. Only the head coach can call the timeout. Okay, fair enough. Now, the explanation I was given is a ref is looking forward and can't look backwards to see who's calling a timeout. But if Rex Ryan is standing 30, 40 yards down the field from you, and you know that the assistant coach, Marty Morningweg, who I would think you'd be able to differentiate their two voices from your head, unless all of a sudden Marty's trying to do an impression... Uh, not Andy Reid, I should say, you know but what? Chip Kelly. Here's the deal. I don't. A lot of people don't know this, but Rex Ryan actually is a is a er, semi. Yes, Rex Ryan. He's a semi professional ventriloquist, so you don't know if that's his voice being. Thrown. It could be anybody, and a great impressionist too. So he could be. Oh, is that wait? Is that Rex doing morning, Marty Morningweg? Is he doing a bit right now? I guess I got to call the timeout anyway. Nope, oh, got to call it. No, I mean here's the deal: the assistant coach who's not allowed to call timeout, and yes, he should have known that. But isn't it more important that the referees of the game have a handle on the rules as opposed to the players? I don't care if Donovan McNabb doesn't know the rules of overtime, but gosh willing, I hope the officials sure do. At the end of first overtime, the officials huddle and go, let's do another one. No, they need to be on top of it. They need to know the rules. That whistle should not have been blown. That should have been a tie game. Green Bay walks with angels as always. Do they deserve to win that game? Probably. Should it have at least been a tie at that point? Yes. Yeah. Uh, these refs are horrible. They're horrible. You know what? I'm going to say what, what I said one time in a softball game, and it was the closest I ever got to getting thrown out of a softball game. All right. I went up to the ref after some call, and I said, I can't believe you get paid to be this bad. <laughs> it's true. But here's the deal. Why are refs, why are NFL refs not full-time employees? You know why? Because they suck. They might suck, but if they were full-time employees, here's the deal. If you get fired from your NFL refing job for sucking so bad, you can at least go back to being a high school teacher or being a judge or being wherever the heck, a car salesman, wherever the guys are coming from. If it's your full-time job to be an NFL ref, maybe you pay a little bit more attention. Maybe you take it more seriously, especially if, if those type of things are on the line. Maybe all of a sudden you care about your job a little bit more and don't make dummy, dumbhead calls if your whole life revolves around calling things correctly. I guess, but to be fair, some of these referees have really important jobs. Like the, one of the main referees is a, is a very important tailor. See my vest. See my vest. <laughs> Gracious. Thank you. Next. He's a tailor. Is that for real? No, that's not true. Because I do know for a fact that there are used car salesmen as, uh, or guys who run used car sales uh, dealerships are referees in the National Football League. And I don't want him to be thinking while he's watching the ball in the air and the guy's about to catch it, if his feet are in bounds, if in that split second, he's like, boy, I wonder if we made quota this week. You know what? Burr, burr, burr. I got to really push that true coat this week. <laughs> I, better, I better get him to spray the undercarriage. <laughs> That's not what I need to happen. Look and see if Calvin Johnson's feet are down. You see, they, they put that true coat on at the factory. There ain't nothing I can do about the true coat. Oh, my gracious. Yeah, I just, I, it just well, drives me. Well, my boss me. never did this before. He said I can knock $50 after that true coat. <laughs> oh, by the way, offsides. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about True Coat. I wasn't exactly seeing. I, they were probably offsides. They play for Kansas City. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gracious! So, uh, I don't know. It just I'm so frustrating. To I'm really watch bummed, bad dude, because calls. you know, it's particularly in the Chiefs game. They lose Jamal Charles and Eric Berry, maybe their biggest playmakers on defense and offense. That's your best player on both sides of the ball. Yeah, in the first quarter, and they hang with Denver. And if you look at the stats, they dominated Denver. They deserved a fair shake in that game. I'm not saying they would have won the game. But they should have had a chance to win it in that. I feel like the refs just like took it away from they them. They had a chance to tie it right at the end, but... Yeah, but they weren't going to call anything on Denver at the end of that game. There was a lot of clutching and grabbing. I, I mean, I think there low. was a terrible play, too. Like I always think when you're down at the two-yard line, you, you put a, a run option in play. Like you, you put Alex Smith out on a bootleg where he has a chance to either run it or throw it, and they didn't do that. They just like did a straight drop back and blah, 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 blah. Game over. Yeah, I don't know. It's in, in a lot of these cases, though, I don't think it's necessarily, well, with the exception, well, not even with Green Bay. The referee calls, I don't think, decided any games, but they definitely guaranteed a few results. 
Green well, Bay maybe the, wasn't going to Isn't that the, the same Jets. thing, though? Guaranteeing a result? Isn't that deciding a game? I mean, it, it is, but it isn't because I, I definitely still think Green Bay could have still beaten the Jets, and definitely Denver could have still beaten Kansas City, even if some shenaniganry wasn't going I mean, on. Let's look at what, what about that Indianapolis game? Indian Philly on Monday night. Or Indies. even talk about the Chicago-San Francisco game. Both yeah. of them kind of the same vein, though, is that uh, uh, there were a couple very important drives in the second half that were kept alive by holding penalties, automatic first downs, incomplete passes that just phantom holds were being called on the defense. Uh, it, it's just insane to me. You guys, it's frustrating to have such – I mean, because football is great right now. Most of these games are fantastic to watch no matter who you're rooting for. It's up and down. There's a record out of 16 teams in the NFC. Ten of them are one and one. Ten of them. Parody at work, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know what Hall Notes thinks about that? Uh, I do not. One on one, I'm going to play my game tonight. One on one, I know. I'm to play one You don't one, have to. That's all you need to know now. That's what Hollow Nose thinks about that. Are they hungry like the wolf? No, that's Duran Duran. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> not a music guy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on a hunt. I'm after you. Uh, actually, I would say right now that if I can get that song put into Indomitian Sue's uh, iPod for next week, mm-hmm. because uh, next week, as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, he's on a hunt. He's after you. Woo. Here's the deal. Fantasy advice. I'm starting every Detroit Lion next week. Uh, I would also start every Green Bay Packer next week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But you were making a point earlier about the Monday night football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get to the end of the game. Okay. Maybe it's a little bit questionable, but that dude just got, who was it, T.Y. Hilton got mugged. He sure did. Knocked down to the ground, and it turns into an interception, and it benefited me. I won my fantasy game probably because of that interception. Probably exactly because of that. (laughs) Rich, you ain't got a point for tackling. That's why you should use IDP. IDP is the way to go, right? It's the wave of the future. Individual defensive players, because now all of our players get credit for tackles yeah but i would say on the same uh, flip of the coin right there you mm-hmm. almost lost because of idp because your <laughs> opponent started jj watts sure who lined up as tackle eligible and caught a touchdown oh my god and scored barely more than that many points during nope. the game that's he scored 6.1 points 6.1 that's for a touchdown and one and, yard and one yard he's the regist- most important yard he registered no tackles the whole game yeah um anyway the point is that was not a good call. And then the indescribably bad horse collar tackle call. Well, you know what? From a certain few perspectives, because at first I thought it was a horse collar tackle as well. Had I been on the field, I probably would have called it. And you can't review penalties. Maybe it's time to uh, have referees start to review penalties. Yes. You know why? Because they're terrible. Review pass interference penalties and review um, personal foul penalties. Thank you. I think both of that, that should be on the table. Maybe not everything. Maybe not offensive holding penalties. Maybe that should be judgment in the moment. But a lot of the stuff, like if penalties are being called for contact and there's barely any, if not no contact, or the offensive player initiates the contact and it's called in the defense, you should be able to flag that. Yeah. We should live in a world where refs start getting calls right. That's the one frustrating thing there's about just the NFL too much to me, man. riding on these games. You know, people are betting money on these games. People are, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of stuff at stake now. And Wait a minute. People bet money on football? And everybody's watching. Well, there's our week two roundup, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, uh, I'm most excited, I would say, about my division, the NFC North. All four teams are one and one right now. What are they? One, one and one. Oh, God, God. I'm going to play my game tonight. You'd think I wouldn't have fallen for that. But That's yet. all you need to know now. And we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little fantasy football after three Ooh. seconds of Third Eye Blind. <laughs> So once again, a prediction from Brent fizzles out as usual. It's not over yet, dude. Uh, you said if I if you can go back to the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Brent said last week's episode of Raisin Brent. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell would be fired by the end of the weekend or retire, resign. Uh, he is still the commissioner of football, sir. I I underestimated how wussy the owners of the NFL are. Wow, are you calling out every owner? Every of the NFL? owner. Wow. Except for Clark Hunt, he's perfect. Yeah, clearly. The Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, you really? You had to specify that for me. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the deal with Clark Hunt. He's 
unlike any of the other owners, he's able to keep matriculating the decisions down the field, boys. So Roger Goodell survives the biggest storm. You still think he's going to get fired? I still think he could, yeah. This Adrian – look, I every person in the press almost is saying that he has to lose his job. I mean, this – Not everybody. Almost all of them do. No, but there's a lot of ESPN folks out there who are freaking puritanical weirdos who are all calling for it. I mean, uh, uh, as much as I like her, uh, Jamel Hill. Yeah, Jamel Hill, yeah. She she is absolutely. You think she's hot or not? Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Kind of. You know what? She's hot like that. Uh, uh, um, the Rebecca the, Lobo. The, no, like the lady cop from Person of Interest who just got killed last. I season. don't know who Spoiler that is. Spoiler alert. alert! I haven't seen it. I was yeah. uh, the episode before that. Well, she allowed herself to get shots. So she could make all the Tyler Perry movies now. Oh. So you know, get yours. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but no, pe- folks like her are very reactionary, though. Like, come on now, Skip Bayless never had an opinion he didn't come up with five seconds ago, but he feels very strongly about. Well, like this is the nature of ESPN talking heads. Look, here's They're what paid I think for outrage. But here's the deal: Roger Goodell has been the talking head for people not embarrassing the Shield. Well, nobody's embarrassed the Shield in the last week more than Roger Goodell and all this silly. How is he embarrassed? It's not because Roger Goodell because he saw that video and everybody knows he did. Because do we know that for he's sure? Knocking, he's taking not taking a stance against these guys. Has not been proven. He's turning a blind eye to everything. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought we lived in America. I thought we lived in an innocent till proven guilty. Roger Goodell says he didn't see the tape. I believe he did not see the tape. He's because been proven he said guilty it. in the court of Brent. That's my gavel being. Yeah, I'm sure that'll pick up great on the. Uh... Yeah, thanks, Brent. He's been fun. Okay, so here we go. Um, Roger Goodell, I need you to sign this. Uh, you're, we do no, you're no longer needed to do this anymore. Oh, really? Why? Brent said. Thank you. The court Brent of Brent. Said. Bigger than any in the land. That's right. Come on now. Okay, Vic. Come on now. Ha <laughs> ha. One eight seven seven calls for kids. They stopped playing. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard it. I heard it today. Did you? I yeah. thought they stopped playing it. I haven't heard no. it in forever. Uh, anyway. Roger Goodell survives the weekend. Allegedly. Do we know that? Teflon, man. Maybe there's behind-the-scenes meetings going on. Look, look, somebody's got to fall on the sword. I don't see it. Here's what happens. I think the owners are like, look, look, this is bad. Somebody's got to fall on the sword, dude. No, they don't. Somebody's got to fall on the sword. We're losing sponsors. We're losing Radisson. Are they? What, they lose Radisson. No. I Radisson am- hotels are rad, dude. Is son. I mean, that's just the. They're Radisson. Yeah, that's right. No, I don't think the NFL, you know what, where Radisson will step down, Super 8 will take over. I'm not concerned. The NFL is not going to lose enough sponsors. Now, maybe individual players, Adrian Peterson's entire, like, Nike and whatnot, uh, are all, like, saying no to that, which this is crazy to me. Like, Anheuser-Busch says, we're against Adrian Peterson and domestic violence. Don't they understand that 90% of domestic violence is a direct result of their products? You bought what beer? It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's all I'm trying to say. Roger, if Roger Goodell survived that weekend, Greg Hardy getting shut down right away as a direct result of Adrian Peterson getting shut down. I mean, it's not like this is the first time ever. Uh, I saw a great tweet over the weekend that was like, can you believe that NFL players have just started m- misbehaving just in the last two weeks? This is crazy, everybody. No, it's been, it, it, crazy stuff's been going on. We live in a different culture now, which I think is good. It's progressive. It's taking us in the right direction. And these people are, are being shut down, Greg Hardy, etc., as a direct result of these actions. And I think this is the new tone that's starting to be set for a new, better NFL going forward. And I think Roger Goodell, as long as he stays on the train in that direction, will not be fired. Ray, I am surprised and shocked at you. This is all lip service, and they're just hoping they can weather this storm, and they're hoping people have had enough. They've had enough, Ray. The sponsors and the people had enough. They have had enough. They've had enough of all this talk. I'll tell you this. This weekend when the NFL games come on, guess what I'll be doing, Ray? Watching NFL? That's right, but not as fervently. Thank you. That's only because your team is 0-2. Who are you kidding right now? <laughs> Gracious. No, everybody's still going to be watching football. The, what the people really want is a week to go by with no incidents, with nobody getting punched or hit with a freaking tree what, branch. I'll tell you what, man. Once, once the little part gets uncovered, then all of a sudden all the media starts trying to uncover stuff, there's going to be a lot more stuff coming out. Trust I think the one I think the one positive cultural thing that I learned is as as a white dude I learned what a switch was. 
I had the look I've when I was a kid. I'm not. I'm not endorsing or not endorsing what Adrian Peterson did. I'm, well, not endorsing it. You're endorsing I, it. When clearly. I was a kid, I had to. I got in trouble. My grandpa said, "Hey, go pick your switch." I had to go to a tree, cut off a switch, and get a whooping. I've never heard of that before. Well, before a week ago, I'd never heard of a switch before. At first, I'm just like, did he like, was he, is Adrian Peterson so strong? He ripped a light switch off the wall and beat switch. his kid with it. Look up a website called pickyourswitch.com. Pickyourswitch.com. That's right. Is that a thing? It'll show things that we get spanked with. That's terrible. Well, is it? Look, I don't want to say I didn't get hit when I was a kid, but you know, I probably deserved it. And I would not hit my own kids. If you had kids, would you make them pick a switch? Um, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. You would tell your kid, go out and get a tree branch so I could beat you and to the put you in the hospital with it. Well, I'll put you in the hospital with it, but you know, give you a lot, give you a little, little, a little, not like enough to put you in the hospital for sure. Well, you're not strong like Adrian Peterson, though. No, you know, absolutely I mean, that's not. the strongest man on the planet, yeah. right yeah, there. Magnus von Magnuson wishes he was as strong as Adrian Peterson. Yeah, maybe, maybe take a little lighter on the four year old Adrian. Well, exactly. I but mean, I, I, when I got the Switch, I wasn't four. I was like, you know, 11. You were last year. Right. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. But no, I just, to me, I think we're just evolving as a people. Yeah, a lot of folks, like, you know, get punished in that way. Does it actually change, like, their, where they end up in life? I think it's been shown that that, that type of uh, punishment does not change your behavior. It doesn't yeah. work at all. It just makes you more likely to do it to another generation. And I think we're right now of an age where that's going to stop as people get more, uh, you know, cultured, as people get more with the times. Just like a lot of stuff that was wrong 40 years ago. It's wrong now. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I still think, you know, it's not as black and white as you're saying. Probably. Yeah. There's always shades of gray to every single issue, but when it comes to hitting your kids, there's a difference between a little bit of corporal punishment. Well, sure, absolutely. And the picture, have you seen the pictures? No, I don't want to see those pictures. I didn't mean to. I'm turning a blind eye just like Roger Goodell's turning a blind eye to everything. He'll oh, we didn't see that. What? That happened? Are you kidding? Like, all of a sudden, Roger Goodell, he's all Mr. Smooth Talker all the time. When this stuff starts coming out, all of a sudden he turns into... Uh, you know, Mike D'Antoni. I'll be honest. I, I see Roger Goodell more as a Sergeant Schultz. I, I see nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, he didn't see anything. What do you expect? Stalag thirteen. There has never been an escape from Stalag thirteen. Jeez, Louise. No, but let's, let's talk about something a little bit more positive. Fantasy world, because both you and I are the same record. That's right. Two and zero. Oh. Speaking of whoopings, I'm Undefeated. positive that you and I have been putting whoopings on the rest of the league. Well, it's almost like we know a little bit something of what we're talking about right here. And we were given a little bit of fantasy advice last segment. I would start every Lion and Packer near your roster, even ones not Thank on you. your roster. I would find Jeremy Ross and start him if I was if I Except was. Except for Fat for Stafford. He's weak. He had his best game already. First game, he's done. How dare you. How dare you. Matt Stafford's going to go for 400-plus yards and at least three touchdowns in this game. I'll bet you that he does not go for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Which one? Both of them. You said 400 and. That's what that means. Both. So we're going to do a, a, a situational bet. If he goes for one and not the other, it's a push. If he goes for both, I win. If he goes for neither, you win. No, he has Is to Is this do... a bet you're willing to take? You said Brent. and, Ray. You yeah. said and. That means yeah. both, none, or both. He has to do both to win. If no. he doesn't do both, you lose. That's a bad bet. Well, you just said I it. Think I, should, I think you, you should just have to do one or it. the other. You just said it. That's a push. Because if I'm half right, I don't want to be, I don't want to be taking the punishment. Well, I don't want to take the punishment. What if, he, what if he gets lucky against the poorest Packers secondary? I wouldn't say it's because he's lucky. Fine. No bet then, Ray. You, you right, no bet. Back, back up on your bet. Ladies and gentlemen. Back up on your bet. No bet. Back up. No bet. Back it up now. Yeah. Yo diggity. <laughs> I got to bag it up. <laughs> I like the way you work it, Ray. Hey, thank you, Brent. Do you have any fanny? Uh, fanny? Do you have any fanny advice, Brent? No. Do you have any fantasy advice? <laughs> well, going uh, into next week? squats are very helpful. <laughs> Pilates, <laughs> highly recommended. No. What, what do you think about this fantasy week upcoming? You got any little nuggets of information you want to kind of throw out at the people? Mm, well, I already did play every player in the Green Bay Detroit game. But let's say people aren't smart and didn't pick players from the Detroit Lions on their roster. Oh, uh, well. You know, because they're not us. Then I guess you just time for you to shut it down, guys. <laughs> shut, shut down your season. Look for a refund. If you haven't paid yet, just don't pay and don't play that league ever again. 
That's Brent's fan. Thanks, Brent. That's hey, really you good know advice. who might have been a little overrated coming into the draft? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick looked terrible against the Bears. What happened with that guy? He was at home. He had everything. That Bears defense is not good, and he that overconfidence. The 49ers were a turnover machine. There were I mean four turnovers for them. The Bears played a flawless game. He's got a big arm, and he's is one of those guys where he's like learning that. Oh, I can't like run to my to my right and throw it back to my left and not get picked off. I mean, these are NFL players, sir. Well, this is something he should have already known. I mean, to be fair, you cannot you cannot be like that, sir. So if I'm going to go a little bit out on the limb and give a little bit of fantasy advice right mm-hmm. now, I'm going to say right now, here's a player to look for. Uh, you could probably get him in most of your leagues. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that he's not off the waiver wire, but uh, maybe you could make a trade. Ray is guaranteeing it. He's if he's not If he's already picked up by somebody, Ray will pay you. But I would say right now, look for wide receiver Sanu out of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that A.J. Green is injured, we really don't know how good he's going to be. They're playing at home against the Titans this week, against a team that if A.J. Green is down just like he was all of this last week when he went down with the first drive with the turf toe injury, you got to look at Sanu, see if you can get him on your roster, and definitely put him in at least as your flex position this week. That's strong knowledge. Look into it. I have, uh, you know, if you have tight end problems. If you have a great tight end, you have a monster tight end, fine. Keep I've had tight end tight problems end. for a long time, Brent. I just figured I was getting older. hey uh, <clears throat> If he may be off the, off the, you know, off the. Jimmy he, Graham. He may be Pick taken by Jimmy now. Pick up Jimmy Graham off of Jimmy Graham. Oh, wait. Uh, Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Now, who are the Chiefs playing this week? They're playing at Miami. At Miami. So you figure, I don't know. Chiefs may be behind. They may lose Travis Kelsey. He's got great ball skills. He's fast. He's taking over, you know, Fasano. If you need a tight end. If you've ever got a tight end, I don't I don't know that he's going to be, like, elite tight end this year, but in the future. Quick non-fantasy question. Chiefs at Dolphins in the battle? In the battle. Chiefs 0-2, Dolphins 1-1, and fighting for dominance mm-hmm. of the AFC East. Can the Chiefs, on the record, win that game? No. They can. Will they? No. They never win in Miami. They, they just never do. I'd say it's too hot, but it's too hot in here right East now. East Coast so. uh, Chiefs are... You I know, couldn't win right now a football game. Yeah, Chiefs do not play well on the East Coast. Fair Historically. enough. Historically. Do they play well anywhere? At home, maybe. Oh. Yeah. All right, there you go. Although that didn't work week one against Tennessee either, so... Well, let's take a quick look at the uh, Raisin Brent scoreboard right now. Who are we playing? Because the people wait, need to know. Hold on. Before we look at the scoreboard, yes. let's just look at the standings. You know, I mean, everybody wants to know. Like, Well, there's 12 teams in the league. Okay. And besides us, Riley Smith, the producer David Knoll, we have uh, Benny Arthur of Drunk History. I just want to see who's... Lots of great people in this league. I just want to see to who's in first place. Who's the leader in the clubhouse? Well, there are, it's a four-team tie right now, mm, Brent. I see a team that's ranked number one, and it is Nick Foles 5, and that is me. Thank you. So ranked number one because of... Number of points I scored. Points Which four. is the most. I was smart enough to pick Calvin Johnson first round. Uh, can't fight it. Yep. Despite the down week, he had a great week. He's going to have right. a big week against Green Bay. One can only assume. And, you know, since I was willing to be patient, I got DeMarco Murray... The highest scoring running back in the league. He was pretty fantastic. He's the reason why you won. He is. Period. That's monster. the reason why you won this past you week. You know what? Dallas offensive line, monster offensive line. Well, let me say this right now, because uh, coming into this week upcoming, we are both 2-0 and right now, and we both have matchups. I am playing the 0-2 fortified Zach attack in the weirdly named Saved by the Bell team run by a gentleman named Fortified Ken. Zach. Fort Matt Forte, Zach Stacy. Yeah. There you go. With a picture of... Say by the bell as his team. That's true. And you're playing against a team known as Show Me Your TDs. <laughs> kind of a fantastic <laughs> name. It is a great name, but he's going down this week. What he's I would say right matchups. now is, who do either of us lose this week? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So that leads to week four. Who do we play in week four, Brent? Each other, Ray. Say what? What? You're probably going to want to check out next week for the fantasy preview, Ray versus Brent. Yes, sir. Matchup of the century. Yes, all my players are on week four. Are all your players on the bye week four? Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, all mine are on the bye week, not four. Right. Sweet. Well, you're going to win. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Ray has won the Fantasy League. Pay up, sucker. That's right. Here's the trophy. Thank you very much. I'm going to start Juggalo painting this right now. <laughs> the Juggalos winning for the Juggalos. How dare you, sir. I'm going to take it with me to the gathering of the Juggalos, and then I'm going to let somebody pee on it. It'll be everybody's that's indie, the trophy. indie rock fo- fantasy football team. Nick Foles 5. 
You heard it here first, everybody. We'll be right back to talk a little bit, uh, talk a little bit of Deliverance Creek after three seconds of Manfred Mann. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another runner in the night. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another runner in the night. So uh, this past weekend, we pimped it out on the show last week, a little show s- featuring a certain actor named. Riley, Riley Smith. Smith, little show called Deliverance Creek on the Lifetime Network. Ray, I watched it. I know you'll watch anything. I on watched the it, Network. man. I DVR'd the crap out of that, and I did, in fact, watch it uh, Monday afternoon, yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to see it yet? Did you need some alone time while you're watching? Yes, it? Yeah, you did. Had to watch it by myself. It I have would... not watched it yet. I T voted. I have not okay. watched it. That is fair. I still want to talk about it anyway because what is your favorite video game of all time, Brent? Um, Red Dead Redemption. Not Pengo? Pengo's like number three. Okay. Red Dead Redemption is, in fact, your favorite game of all time. We've known that. I've known that for a long time. This show feels a lot like Red Dead Redemption. It's the same. I mean, it's a Western feel taking place in Deliverance Creek, Missouri, at a time when the Civil War in 1863, everything is going on. Hmm. And uh, it all features around uh, the young lady from Six Feet Under. Lauren Lauren, Ambrose. Lauren Ambrose, that is correct. And she's the central character in this town. And um, I really liked it. It was a two-hour kind of made-for-TV movie. They're hoping to turn it into a series. And my goodness, I hope that they do. Cool. Uh, I'll look forward to watching it. Now, is there not too much uh, Nicholas Sparks in it? Not enough. Because I'm not not a huge fan of Nicholas Sparks. It's kind of like, you know, a lot of lady-type movies and stuff. No, here's the deal. No, it's a lifetime I'm a man! I'm 40! It's a lifetime show. I just want to tell our viewers, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely, I'm sure they'll be playing it again. Set up your DVRs or try to check it out live. Uh, It very much has that really nice, like I say, Western feel to it. But it is a lifetime show, so there is a lot of... uh, It's it's very female-centric. So if you're a sports guy, you might not think it's for you. I still think there's something there for you, everybody. Riley Smith does a fantastic job on this show, getting shot... Getting getting better. Spoiler in, alert. Yeah, that happens in like the opening Spoiler scene of alert. the entire show. Both of those things. Yeah. He ends up in a bed, and then it turns out that he's got certain relate previous relationships with other characters on the show. Is there anything else you're going to give out that's not a spoiler? Riley Smith dies at the end. Uh, okay, that's fine. He doesn't actually die. That was a lie. Oh. Well, then you're a liar, sir. That is correct. I call you out for a duel, like in the Old West. Just like in Deliverance Creek, there's a duel scene. There is not actually a spoiler scene. alert. I just said that to mess with non-spoiler people. alert. No, but I would just say just in a, in a little brief. Bump How many right vampires here, are there? Like three. Oh, yeah. Okay, Riley, I'm in. Riley I'm in. and two others. All right, I'm in. How else does he get shot in like the gut and then survive? Right. Right. It wasn't a silver bullet. Sorry. Now this was my question the whole time because Riley Riley's walking around like during the daytime and he does not catch fire. Uh, that had to do with in season six of uh, of uh, True Blood. They all of a sudden came up with they ate the they drank the blood of this really old vampire and they were able to you know like blade walk in the sun and then they went back in time like 150 years correct yeah oh so this is just like a spin off of True Blood True Blood oh it makes so much more sense now yep but I would say if you haven't had a chance yet go check out Deliverance Creek I can I can I can definitely say uh, as a guy who is a harsh critic. Despite the fact that Riley is good to the Raisin Brent show, even in spite of that, I would say you should check it out. And Brent, you should check it out. Does don't tell me, but does Riley's character die by being tied to the train tracks? Well, he is tied to the train tracks, and the train is in fact coming right at him at the end of the episode. Does this, the does the train have silver wheels? Because it does. That will kill any vampire. Yes, it does. Not just silver oh, wheels. Oh no! Silver carriage in front with like the pokiness. I could How just like get away. Mm. I guess you got to pick up the show and find out. Lifetime. Yep. And I might be completely lying about that train tracks bit. Probably not though. I've never heard you lie before, except a minute ago. Fair enough. And all the time. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Check out Deliverance Creek after three seconds of Thomas Dolby. There's like a dozen games left in the season. Mm-hmm. 
Congratulations, Ray. No, no, no. Detroit no. Tigers have I'm... won the AL Central. Congratulations. The Royals will be lucky to hang on for a wild card. Congratulations. The big boys, as you always say, stepped up during championship time. Champions show the true colors during championship month. Winners win in September. Congratulations. Miggy Cabrera, Max Scherzer, and the boys doing what they're supposed to do. I know you're trying to jinx us right now. I'm is... not. Not I'm not work. anymore, Ray. As it's of, over. As of this recording, the Tigers are Tuesday afternoon up 1.5 games over Kansas City. What you're saying to me is game over. Uh, I'm not saying that. Game over, man. In fact, if I was going to guess, I'd probably say Kansas City, hands down, probably wins this division still by 10 games. How? Kansas City can't beat Detroit at all. We've won five out of 16 games against They're you. They're about to learn. They have one more matchup. I think that Kansas City ends the game on a 12-0 run. Tigers lose every game out here on out. Uh, Tigers miss the playoffs. Kansas City not just wins the uh, Central. They win it all. Wins the World Series. Brent, where should I send the championship hey, ring I have getting ready? We talked about this at the beginning of the season. It's, it's in the stars. The fault in our stars? There are no faults in our stars because Detroit will win the, national, the championship of the whole World Series championship victory championship winning winning time winning champion victory champions have we have we jinxed each other enough yet uh, there's only one jinx that can happen and i did that like early <laughs> before the season started but you will still win the, you will still win well, you'll, you'll still win the division you just won't win the world series but you will win the world series because it's in the stars yeah, thank you uh, breaking down the AL right now, the Angels probably going to finish with the top record. Baltimore pretty much cemented in as the number two seed, which means that uh, whoever wins the Central is definitely going to be the three seed and would probably go play at Baltimore, at Baltimore. to get started it up. It's between Detroit and Kansas I City wish that right was now. KC, we love playing at Baltimore, actually. But that being said, uh, there's basically four teams, as we said a couple of weeks ago, four teams for three spots: AL Central and the two wild cards. Obviously, the Central is considerably better. Than winning the wild card slot. And we have the Tigers, the A's, the Mariners, and the Royals. Who you got finishing where when it's all said and done? Detroit's going to win the Central. Mm-hmm. Royals will hang on for the second wild card. Second Oakland, wild card. Oakland will stay on for the first wild card. So you think Seattle actually is the odd team out? I think so, yeah. I would go a little opposite from that. I definitely, of course, think the Royals are going to win the Central. And the Tigers are going to be the wild card team. But I think Seattle's playing so much better than Oakland right now. What happened to those hipster A's? What happened to Moneyball? They traded for John Lester. They traded away their best hitter in Ioannis Cespedes. Are they just? Did they like overplay their hand? Is that what happened right here? But they're they both four and six in the last ten games. So how are they playing that much better than them? Seattle feels better than Oakland does. I don't know. They got to play by they, feel. They got beat nine nothing last night. That didn't feel good. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, you've seen the way the A's have played since they traded away Cespedes. They just can't get it done. They've hemorrhaged away their entire lead, and they have a very slim lead over the Mariners. Well, at that's this true. Point. They're th- oh, they're three games ahead of the Mariners. That's slim. The way they're playing right now, I think the Mariners get a few good Felix games put in them, and they just start soaring on past championship. Yeah, uh, I disagree with you, but you know, I kind of think it'd be hilarious if it happens. <laughs> Fair enough. What about the National League? I mean, how it stands right now, the uh, Washington Nationals definitely have got it. You'd think that the St. Louis Cardinals have a good stranglehold with three and a half games up on Pittsburgh, the way that they're playing. And the Dodgers are four games up on those hated, hated ones, the Giants. The bigger question right here is because we kind of kind of figure the Giants are the first wild card team, Milwaukee or Pittsburgh? That seems to be it's where you're going to be looking. Pittsburgh, because then every single team will finish exactly where I predicted at the beginning of the season, and that seems right to me. And for that reason alone, and the fact that Milwaukee, the stat just came up, 150-plus games in as first-place team this year, or 150 days, I should say, to not make the playoffs at all, they'd be the first t- team in history, history, in order to make that happen. So I'm going to say right now, it absolutely has got to be the Milwaukee Brewers coming back. Passing the Pirates because history will not be made this year. And I would like to congratulate the Milwaukee Brewers on making history. Good job, Ryan Braun. You deserve it. You know, he kind of does deserve it, doesn't yeah, he? he does. All right, well, that's good enough for me. Are you ready to wrap up the show, Brent? Yes. Because I am. we got to finish watching this great Royals game that's happening right now. <laughs> that's my impression of the Royals. Yeah, they're terrible right now. They kind of stink out they loud. St- they stink! Still going to win the World Series. <laughs> in any case here's how you can contact the show 
You can go ahead and uh, first off, download the show. Do it on Stitcher Radio app or, in fact, Stitcher.com. And I'm at Scoops Pope. No, that's not what we're doing right now. How dare you? Check us out at iTunes. Give us a five-star review because it does help. It gets us put up the playlist. It lets other people hear us if they're just searching. You can contact the show. You ready for this, Brent? Mm-hmm. On Twitter, where do they find you? I'm at Almighty Ray. You are not at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Thank you. I'm at Almighty Ray. Or you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. You can email us, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com, or check out our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. It's good contact information it's all true. right there. Yeah, none of it's a lie, I don't think, except for you. we got to thank a few people right now, though. we got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang for the opening theme song. Train wrecks. Gotta even though, the train even wrecks. though Garner's mad at you because he didn't play poker with us. Look, he's because you are a wuss. Look, I got invited to play poker, ladies and gentlemen. Down in, like, and you said you would in the south, and then Bay. you canceled a half hour before the game. I thought Not I cool. was going to, but Not cool. Listen, I would ask. Not cool. I would ask people out there. Not cool. Would you show up to a poker game when you show up? After all the rebuys are done happening, uh, do would you show you, up an hour and a half into the game and just let them blind your chips ask, the whole let time? Let me ask you a question: Would you make excuses if you didn't want to play in a game? Yes. I have no response to that. Yeah, I'm taking thank the you. high road. Thank you very How much. Dare you? Yeah, because you have no choice. You guys got to do some other thank. We got to thank David Knoll for producing the show and also for losing inexplicably in fantasy baseball this past week. Hey, David. 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 David what happened, dude? David Knoll had. First of all, we forgot to talk about this, but David we'll Noll had a 5% chance of losing his game, and he's going up against Darren Sproles and Ahmad Bradshaw, who both had the game of their lives. They both had the best 50-plus points, beating David for the highest score of the week. David had the third highest score of the week. I would say, David, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. That's what Ray said. I said it was terrible. That's not what I said at all. You said it was... You're lying again. You said it was awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was pretty... Uh, when, when you're when you're going up against and you see your roster of the other team, you're like, well, he's got left is a mod Bradshaw and Darren Sproles. Pop the champagne. Yeah, we're done here. It's not Celebrate like it was a close game. I think he was up by thirty time. points or something. Thirty some points. He was up by a lot. Yeah, and scene and did not happen. We got to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. JordanMonsell.com. Buy yourself some art. Some steampunk type art. Some silhouette art. That's right. Brent, you bought Jordan Monsell art before. How easy and awesome. fun was it? It was so easy and so fun. And it looks great, right? It does. My steampunk Fantastic Four is amazing. I'm a fan. Yeah. So you should all go do that. Uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Mm, I want to thank Matt Stafford for proving once and for all that he is not the second-round pick for choking in Carolina, probably on a big big pulled pork sandwich. That's probably what happened. Probably tried to eat a pulled pork sandwich. Choking, and then just like, well, you know, I'm choking on the sandwich. Might as well continue the choking all the way through this game. Good night. Are you done? Yep. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. What you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it I've got something to Especially at Lambeau Field The frozen tundra (sighs) Yep You don't have to Hmm? Belch into the microphone Oh, I thought I had my belch uh, Button down no? What's your Pat O'Brien belch button? Yeah. I did not. You you did not. My bad.